Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee with Casey. I was away last week doing a little golf down in Myrtle Beach, but I'm back. And the market is really kicking in. So, so we basically have three type of three main sellers markets, right, that we deal with. So the first one happens February 15th to April, you know, first week of April. When everybody goes away for spring break, that's when the market takes a breather and it works into phase two, right? So the second phase of the market is April 15th to about June 15th. Okay, then we go into the summer market. But the two most powerful seller markets are the first part of, of uh, first part of spring, and now we're going into the second part of spring, right? So we're going to look back at the first part of spring and see what happened, what drove the market. Um, it was um, um, very crazy, and there are new things developing, right? There are new things developing in the market that we need to be aware of. Okay, so market timing and mortgage timing is different. I'm going to have a mortgage banker on today, and we're going to talk about the difference in some of the financing. So if anybody's, you know, doing mortgages or anything like that, or you're a realtor or a buyer, you really need to know this because not, not all the advice is the same. As the market changes, advice changes, strategies, strategies change. So I'm going to have Mike on here to help me uh, this morning. So let's let's before he gets here, let me just take you quick to the screen and let's go to um, let's go here. So the first thing we're going to look at last week, we talked about the, the first 96, which means we've got to get this thing sold in the first 96. That's when the contracts are the highest and best and best terms and all that stuff. So we talked about preparing the home and the pricing strategy marketing plan. The question this week was, why do you have to get it under contract on Monday or no later than Tuesday? Well, that answer is really simple because the next shiny thing comes on the market on Wednesday. So let's say that somebody's been looking at our house, they've looked at the house, they've come to the open house, they're going into contract, they're fighting for this contract. And, and, and let's say that um, they um, emotionally start becoming detached from that house as time goes on. Any salesperson will tell you that as time goes on, that buying urge drifts away, Right. So that's why you can't walk out of a, a car showroom. You know, they know that if you walk out that door, you're not coming back. So they try to close you on the spot. So same thing kind of holds true in real estate. We want to get that thing closed on Wednesday, on Monday, no later than Tuesday, because on Wednesday, the new shiny things come on the market. You're going to start seeing new coming soons. And then they start drifting away and going, hey, look. There's the house, blah, 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 blah. Now they can't see that house for a week. So they're gonna have to wait to get in that house for one week. By that time, that buyer pool is swum away. They're gone. So it is important that the home be prepared correctly. The pricing strategy is what it is. This week, I had sellers that have been trying to sell a house since 2011. And every couple of years, they'll bring it out and it doesn't sell. And every couple of years, they bring it out and it doesn't sell. So we finally took over the listing. And um, sure enough, in the first weekend, we, uh, we sold it. And we sold it at a good price, what I would consider to be a great price. Um, last week, we had three listings come on uh, before the Easter one, the week before. We had three listings come on. 
uh, worked our tail off on all three. All three went under contract in the first 96. In fact, every home we've listed in 2023 has gone under contract in that critical 96 hours. So when I say we really need to, to lock this thing down on Monday, no later than Tuesday, that's because I know what's coming. The, the buyer pool is going to drift away when the new inventory starts coming on the market. So that's one thing we want to be concerned about. Okay, let's take a look at the first quarter. And and uh, I hate it when I do this because um, let me see if I can make it so you guys can see this. All right, I hope you can see this. So basically in the first quarter, that first selling period between January 1 and, and, and April 15th, this is the inventory in all of the markets. Vienna's inventory was down 40%. You can see this is a dramatic decrease across the board in the inventory that's on the market right now, right? Or they came out in that first period. Now, in the last 30 days, that's what's happened, right? So it's getting better. It's getting better. It's not getting worse. It's getting better. So in the last 30 days, um, this is what happened versus, you know, uh, 2022, all right? So... You know, it's getting better. It's not great. We're still down 20, 30%. Still, it means it's a great time for the buyers, uh, for the sellers to get their houses on the market. This is the inventory. If I just looked at the inventory in the last 30 days for one subject market like Vienna. So look at here. In 2018, 91 homes in this period went on the market. In 2019, 127 homes went on the market. 2020, it was 90. 2021, it's 96. 2022, it's 75. This year, it's 71. So if you look at that, that's a huge decrease from 2021 and a massive decrease from you know, the market prior to the uh, pandemic, which is, you know, which was when the last, I would call it normal market was that we can track. So it was 127 back then, it's 71 right now. That's why, let me get rid of this. That is why the sellers have control of the market. Now, every Tuesday and Friday, I check that market, right? And I go on and see, because not all markets are the same. Let me find out where you guys are here. Let me get back to Zoom. Not all markets are the same, like um, uh, um, Centerville between 750 and 1 million may be in a serious seller's market. Um, Vienna between 750 and 1 million may be in a buyer's market. So what we do is we do a market snapshot for all of the markets that we participate in, you know, that we're really big in. And you can see on a weekly basis how many actives there are or how many actives there are, how many pendings there are, or how many pendings there are. So by looking at this, it gives us a read of not only what is a house worth when we're trying to price homes, but what does the market look like? I mean, are we in a buyer's market? Are we in a seller's market? What's everybody getting for that? Now, let me tell you a little, a little problem that, that everybody's going to have right now. I'm not sure how it happened. I'm not sure what happened. But... We're going to find out, but the assessments were going along pretty steady on the Fairfax County tax assessors. 
something went wrong. Somebody bought a liquor bottle to the assessor's office. Everybody got toasted and they came out all over the place. I mean, sometimes we have assessments that went up 250 or $300,000 on a house between 2022 and 2023, right? Well, that's an indicator. What is everybody selling as a percentage of their assessments? Some homes went up 250, almost $300,000. Some homes went up $17,000. Now, I'm not sure what liquor they were drinking. It probably was Jack Daniels, but, but the tax assessments are unreliable at this time. You cannot work on, um, you can, you know, we cannot work on those, those assumptions that if everybody's selling at 108% of assessment, we should be around 108% of assessment. So that is no longer a reliable tool that you use. So what do we use? We go back to the old days where we went, you know, a house that's 4,000 square feet that was built in 2010, sells at X amount of dollars per square foot, adjusted size and age. So we know exactly what they sell as a price per square foot. Then that gives us our customary value, the middle, the middle of the seesaw, right? So then the adjustments, the upgrades, the condition makes that house go more valuable or lack thereof makes it become less valuable. So we can still lock in our customary value um, by going to price per square foot. Uh, we already know Zillow and everybody else is unreliable for giving us a price. We have to do it by hand. But I'm saying there's been a dynamic shift in how we have to do this. And that may cause that may cause an even bigger swing when you talk about algorithms in um, on Zillow and Realtor.com and all that um, Realtor property resource. Okay. All right. Now, so that's the that's an update on the real estate market. I want to talk about the mortgage market now, right? So I have Mike Filan with me, who's from First Heritage Mortgage. He is a uh, has been with our team now probably for 10 years. Um, any problems, issues, updates, uh, anything we get comes in from Mike. Um, we did have a conversation on our morning huddle on Monday, and it sparked a, a conversation that was pretty dynamic. And I wanted to invite him on the show, and I want to talk about the, the market, right? I want to talk about the mortgages for a second, okay? They drove the market they literally shut the market down last fall, shut it down by interest rates rising. Now they're floating back down. And now what I want to do is we'll talk with Mike about where they are, where he thinks they're headed. And, and, and here's what really started this, right? So if you went to Mike and said, Mike, is it better to get a 30-year fixed or a seven-year or a 10-year? It depends on the market because sometimes there is a very big spread between a 30-year fixed and a seven-year arm. Sometimes there's not. So in times like this, it's best to go with 30-year fixed. Times like this, it's best to go with seven or 10-year arms. So let's get up to date on the mortgage market. Mike, how are you doing this morning, buddy? Hey, good morning, Casey. Uh, apologies, morning. I, I logged out and I logged back in and I can't hear you at all, but... Um, I'm just going to go ahead and touch base on what we uh, had, had spoken about previously. Are you a, how you, are you a lip reader? I, I can't. <laughs> hear, can you hear me? Turn your volume up. See if you can turn your volume up. I'm sorry. I can't yeah. hear you at all. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
but what we had talked about earlier with uh with with timing being everything and um you know forming a strategy uh at at different times is just so crucial and where it seems that um inflation has peaked and inflation has been the hot topic over the last two years um we are in a spot right now where it seems inflation's peaked uh, six months ago and rates are trying to creep lower. And while we are looking at things as professionals constantly, right now it seems like the big opportunity over the last week or two is to hedge your uh, your your financing. And while typically, you know, paying a point, you'll recoup that cost of that money. Uh, in four to five years, right now, paying one point, you can recoup that cost in, say, roughly two years. So usually paying one point or 1% of the loan amount um, will get you about a quarter of a percent in interest rate and improvement. And right now, paying one point will get you about a half a percent or even five-eighths of a percent in interest rate. And right. that's a huge savings. And so while we don't know if rates are going to continue to go lower, if they do, that's great. It's an opportunity to refinance, um, you know, as, as things move along. But, you know, being able to recoup the cost of that point right now and improve your position, to hedge your position, is, uh, is just a massive savings. So, yeah, yeah. Talk about the uh, spreads on the seven-year arms, seven-year arms. What's the spread? Yeah. All right. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to just go ahead and cancel it. I'm going to take it from here. Yeah. I'll, I'll cancel let you guys go. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. So let's talk about what we talked about before on the, on the mortgages. Basically what he's talking about is let's say I'm going to get a mortgage and the mortgage is say 6%. And I were to pay a point, right? I could buy the rate down to five and a half percent, that half a point. So if I paid that for two years and I'm saving half a point per year, I make back that point in two years, right? So I make it back really fast. Now, sometimes that spread, that point will only buy you a quarter point less in rate. And then it would take you four years to figure that out, right? So when you're going to a lender, it really, you have to ask them how the market's doing at the time. What is the difference between the 30-year fixed and 30-year fixed with a one-point buy-down number. That's the first thing you can look at. The second thing you can look at is what's the spread between a 30-year fixed and a seven or a 10-year arm. Sometimes there's very little change. Other times the market is down here and, and now it's a great time to do a seven or 10-year arm. So I guess what I'm saying is that when we're dealing with real estate or financing, right, we have to, we have, to have all current information. So uh, this process is a data gathering thing. When I'm trying to price a house, I'm just gathering data, man. I'm going in and I'm, I know the price per square foot, percentage of assessment, the crazy assessments that are going on. And I know the uh, uh, condition and the market conditions and all of this stuff, your data gathering, right? And then once you have all the data, then you can determine what is the right price that we want to put on this house and test that and you know, to be honest with you, sometimes we try and test a higher number and it doesn't work. So we have to go to the lower number and that works like a charm. Like I said, every house we've done this week, year has sold in the first 96 hours, which is, is very, very important, right? Now, 
had we went out and listed the house at a higher number and had no buyers coming and had nobody looking at the house, then our house would be sitting on the market for an average of 45 days. I'll tell you how I know. In 2023, if you sold a house between $1.5 and $2 million in that market, we have a 25% market share. Now consider there's about 2,100 agents that sell houses in Vienna. 2,100 sold a house last year in Vienna. So the 2,100 agents, we have a 25% market share. All of our houses sold within an average of four or five days. The average for the rest of that market was 45 days. And that's why we are at 25% of the market because our homes sell. And, you know, why is that? Because this is not a hobby for us. It's just not a hobby. This is my life. This is my job. This is my profession. This is what we do. So, you know, everything you do, when I talk about the first 96, um, the, the preparation of the house is, is critical. Let me give you a perfect example. Let me give you a perfect example. It's not me. It's, it's Kelly. It's Morgan. It's Billy. It's Pam. It's Pat. It's Colby. It's the agents that work with me. So we got a bunch of 30-somethings that, that work. So when I show up at a house, it's me and it's another agent. Well, we walked into a house that's 6,000 square feet above grade. It is a massive house. Beautiful house. Wait till you see it when this one comes on the market. It's going to be awesome. Painted yellow. So looks fine to me. But doesn't look fine to a 30-something. So they're, they, they're painting that house. Now we've seen it before. Morgan uh, and Colby walked into a house and I looked at it, I said, it looks fine. Um, they said, nope, we're gonna paint this house. And, and I was concerned because the market we were in, the average home sold for 975, but it took 85 days for them to sell it. This is over in uh, Penderbrook. So they came in and he said, we're gonna paint it. There's no question, we're painting the house. We paint the house, they fix it up, they declutter, they did whatever it is they do that sets it up for a 30-something. That holds that home sold in the first weekend for $195,000, $145,000 over list price. And the seller and I at the beginning were like, we got to paint this place. You know why? We don't want to do it. We're old. We're tired. We don't, we don't want to paint a house. Guess who else doesn't want to paint a house? The buyer. The buyer pool, nine out of 10 people don't want to do it. Is it hard to do that? Yes. If I was working by myself, could I manage everybody's house getting painted? No. No, I could not. But let me tell you this. That house would go off at about 1.825 with yellow paint. We're going to start it or probably go off about 1.8, maybe get 1.825. With the paint, it may cost ten, twelve thousand dollars. I don't know how much it costs to paint a big house. I got probably about twelve thousand bucks. We're going to start at eight, one point eight five, and we'll get to about one point nine two five. Mark my mark my words on this. This is over um, um, off of Old Courthouse, and and you watch. So Morgan put her foot down, and Morgan and the seller and I are like, ah, I don't want to. You know, that's a real pain in the ass. So she put her foot down. And we're going to paint that house. And when we paint that house, it's going to sell 
for $100,000 more than we, than we would have got for it. And that's power. That's the power of preparing the house. The one couple got $145,000 in the first weekend and all of their neighbors took 85 days to sell and they averaged 975. That's the power of preparing the house. So I can tell you things that are, that are happening right now. Um, you know, we, this, this, in the last two days, I went and met with $9 million worth of sellers. They're all going to go with us. They're all bringing their house on the market. They'll all be coming on within the next 30 days. Beautiful homes, big homes, uh, very nice homes. So, you know, and each one of them, you know, what is the key? Let's, let's just say I was working by myself. There's no way I can do this. But our team is set up so that I can do all the pricing and I can oversee everything and the, and the systems and the processes are all in place. But it takes that agent that's with me, the most important person in the transaction, because they are the ones that have to arrange the painters, get in there, tell them what colors, what are they going to do, supervise them, listen to anything. If they spill paint or get something wrong, they're going to have to take the, the heat for that. And they know it. But they also know that our track record is if our houses sell 8% higher than everybody else, there's a reason for that. And I will tell you the reason for that is the older agents don't see it. We just don't see it. I don't see it. Pat doesn't see it. Lillian doesn't see it. Uh, Casey Margado doesn't see it. They, you know, we don't, we're too busy. We don't have time for this stuff. House is fine. Put it on the market. Let's go. But if it had Revere Pewter, if it had Edgecomb, if it had Seafoam in, in the two rooms, if they staged it correctly, and I don't mean staging and paying money for that. I mean, rearranging furniture and thinning things out. It's just a focus of thinning out. If there's a key to our success, it's two things. One, the way we prepare homes. And, and I'm going to, so if you're a Samson Properties agent, you listen to all of this, right? I have a series that we're putting together called the first 96. I've already taped the first session, right? Take the first session. The next session is going to be preparing the house. You know, how do we get this thing done so it sells in the first weekend? So I'm going to do Coffee with Casey live from Samson Properties Studio. And I'm going to be doing that next segment, which is preparing the home. And all the agents are invited. If you want to come in and ask questions when we're over and go over or be there for the taping and, and uh, you know, you, you watch Coffee with Casey a lot, we're going to do it live at the end of this month. And actually, we're going to do it live at the Thursday, the last Thursday of every month. So you're not going to see all my pictures behind me. You're going to see this cool studio. Justin's got a beautiful setup over there. So... So I'm inviting you that if you want to come and sit in on that and preparing the home, but I will tell you that every time we do this, you know, it works like a charm. So it is very difficult to walk into a home that was painted two years ago with yellow and tell them it's not current paint. And the reason why I acquiesced to Morgan and Colby and Pat and Kelly and uh, I'm not Pat, but um, uh, Colby and, and um, Billy is because let me tell you something. Every time this happens, the sellers gush with how beautiful the house is and how everything looks great. And then they sell and they sell at a premium and the sellers are happy and everybody's happy. So around right about two years ago, the old fart decided I'm out. 
you know, you guys want to do what you want to do. And only be, the only reason is that I could authenticate that what they did brought in so much money that it was seven to 10 times the investment. So when we go into a house, we never talk about expenses. It's always an investment, right? And again, you know, a, a um, I was in one of the houses and, and it had the brass hardware. And I said, you know, we're going to switch the brass hardware out. And, um, and the guy says, well, that's a suggestion. It's not something we're going to do, but it's a suggestion. And I went, yeah, it's a good suggestion. And then the sister uh, who was involved in the, 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 the transaction, she came and said, oh, yeah, we're changing out all this hardware, right? Yeah, we're changing out all the hardware. So, you know, there's no, there's no question that the hardware and the paint, and if for some reason you can't do the hardware, you must do the paint. You, a house has got to be sexy. There are homes on the market, like I said, let me be clear on this, between $1.5 and $2 million, the average days on market is 45. So they don't fly off the shelf. They don't fly off the shelf unless you've prepared them and priced them and you know marketed them to the right people. So, so this, this segment that's coming up is more on the preparation of the home. But I, I will tell you this, um, there's a reason why they go in the first 96 hours. And I would say the preparation is, is probably one of the top two reasons. The next reason is the predictive analysis. So as we're bringing it out, so let's, let's say every house I come to, we're in a $50,000 quandary. So let's take this, this house. We're somewhere between 1.6 and 1.65. The home's been on the market every three years since 2000 and blah, 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 since 2011, blah, blah, blah. So I'm looking at it going, look, the damage has been done. We got to stay under 1.6. We got to stay under 1.6. We got to stay under 1.6. The seller acquiesced. Digging in at 1.65, but eventually acquiesced to 1.6. Sold. It's been sit it sat on the market for hundreds of days at a time over the last bunch of years, but the seller acquiesced to that price. We went on, we got 40 people in there. Um, why is it important to have a lot of people involved? Because there was only two real buyers in that pool and they saw 40 people at the open house. I was there. They saw a lot of people walking in that house and talking to me. And when you've put your claws into a house and said, this matches space feature function. This matches everything that I'm looking for. This is my house. They've already moved in. I know it. I can see them moving in. And they see other people in the house talking to me and they're getting jealous and they're getting anxious, right? So that, that forces them to come in to a highest and best number that was over list price. The home sold for over list price. So, so, you know, setting up the home is good. Predictive analysis is good, right? Now that home that didn't sell all that time, we've been telling them, you got to fix it up, got to fix it up, got to fix it up. They had on the market for 1.45. They pulled it off the market. It did the fix up. Put it on for 1.6 with us, sold above 1.6. So preparing the house, predictive analysis, look both ways before you walk in the street. That's what predictive analysis is. So for the Samson agents that listen to this, the series is going to be the first 96, and it's the critical time frame, right, of doing it.
And, and again, if you can pull a 25% market share um, in a market, I, that's, that's just a team. That's not the company. I mean, I'm going to look at it. I don't think any other companies have a 20% market share, much less a, a 25% market share for one team. It's not bragging. This just means that first 96 is powerful, right? It's powerful in every which way, right? So, um, you know, so you agents at the end of the Thursday, at the end of the month, you can come in and listen to the coffee with Casey. We're going to do the next phase of the, you know, the first 96. It's going to be five, five videos total. You'll have access to all of those at Samson University. So you can go behind the firewall. You can go look at all the things. But I'm telling you, this is some powerful stuff. And there's a reason why Samson Properties is going like this and Long and Foster went like that. Big reason for that. Because Donnie works very hard, and Sarah works very hard getting educational stuff for the agents. But they're always up to date on stuff. We work very hard on education and all our agents. And, and my portion of that is, how do we sell houses in the first 96? Because that's when you get the highest price. That's when you get the best terms. No home inspection. Imagine that. House on the market lasts at 1.45. We got over 1.6 without a home inspection. 5,500 square foot house above grades, massive house, no home inspection, right? So, so basically what we talk about on Coffee with Casey helps you achieve those goals. My name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at 703-508-2535. And hopefully this helps you understand the market, what markets are buyer's markets and seller's markets and how we operate and how we price and how we get things done in the first 96 and how we prepare homes. Hopefully this gives you an insight into what one of our teams do. And whenever anybody gives me information, I authenticate the information by saying, how much business do you do? Like if you do 20 deals, all ears. You do two deals, none in the market, none over a million dollars. I just can't authenticate that advice okay so hopefully we've authenticated our advice here on coffee with casey we'll see you again next thursday if you need me give me a call 703-508-2535 see you again next week bye now